0: Yeah I was like why are you getting all these texts
1: Everybody wants to be a master
0: Everybody wants to show their stuff Okay <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Otaku Brothers Your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast Featuring Rusty,
1: R.E. Lewis 2011 and Ryan Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and this morning I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah, got some coffee. It's been like, what, three weeks since we've done this? Yeah. So the first week, to explain
0: ourselves, I guess, was Lauren went to Japan for two weeks for work. So um, Rusty was crying, and he was trying to say goodbye. Uncontrollably, actually. So. We didn't record then. And last weekend, I was starting to get sick. We were just kind of out of it. Or I guess I was out of it. So that didn't happen. And yeah. then we were going to record during the week, but then I definitely got sick or I was sick. So yeah,
1: now it's Saturday we, morning. We were actually planning to see the Fellowship of the Ring at a local theater. <laughs> um, and I got tickets and everything too. They were 750 bucks a piece. And then Ryan's like, I can't go. <laughs> yeah. So I had to eat at the cost. Yeah. Um, no, I was, they were like, 10 bucks a piece, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, but yeah, so it's been a uh, eventful two weeks because my dad was in the Bahamas on vacation and that overlapped a week of Lauren being gone, so I was watching my dad's house, watching my dog Calvin while also, you know, working my job, having to come back to the apartment, kind of figure out all that kind of stuff, so it's been a lonely two weeks and for that reason, you know, I, I thought like, okay, Lauren's going to Japan, I'll come home every night, play video games, it'll be great. But the moment she left, I just felt completely out of my element. And so, like, typically, you know, we come home from work, we sit down, we have supper, chill, talk, whatever, and then she'll either go in the other room and watch, like, Netflix or something, and I'll play PS4, or she'll stay in the room and play DS, whatever she's doing, and and I'll just play PS4. And uh, I just did not have any desire to play at all why don't you just turn netflix on in the other room and then be <laughs> able to play it's like she's there no it's not it's not like she's there at all actually um so yeah it was difficult and i just didn't really have any desire to play retro or current video games and it's it's weird because you actually bought dragon quest 11 <laughs> yeah to play with, alongside with, you,
0: with, you freaking prick
1: <laughs> with the hopes of actually us playing together and uh I've put an hour and a half in, so we'll get into that here I shortly. i put 44 hours Yeah, in. exactly. Um, but, you know, once Lauren, I'm actually picking her up at the airport today. So um, hopefully next week, Ryan and I are going to kind of... Starting tomorrow, yes. we'll be playing Dragon Quest. Yes. Um, we're going to do a deep dive into Dragon Quest eleven. What is it? The Echoes of the Elusive Age or something like that? Could be. Yeah. Some weird subtitle like usual. Um, so, yeah, look forward to really detailed Impressions next week, but um, yeah, Ryan, why don't you? Yeah, because you haven't been playing anything. Briefly talk. Well, I mean, let me talk about Dragon Quest eleven from my experience. So, you know, I've played Dragon Quest four, five, and six on the DS, nine on the DS. Um, I have seven and eight on the 3DS, but I have not played either of them, and that's the extent of my mainline Dragon Quest um play. I've I've played. Monsters Joker, a little bit, and um, Dragon Quest Heroes on the PS4. But um, needless to say, I'm a huge fan of the series, um, especially the Akira Toriyama art uh, designs of of all the characters and everything like that. And whenever you play a Dragon Quest game, you know what you're going to get. You know, Final Fantasy, for better or for worse, has really kind of changed it up over the years pretty significantly and, and drastically, I would say, even with like, you know, 10, 12, and 13. And so. Um, I love that I can come to a Dragon Quest game and feel so at home, but I think with Eleven, while it feels so old school Dragon Quest, it also feels so fresh, even from the hour and a half that I've played. It looks absolutely beautiful. I think it's one of the best non like real life games I've played, like you know, Uncharted and, and stuff like that. Um it, it's it looks absolutely stunning. The music is Hasn't wowed me so far, but I'm only an hour and a half in. I love the introductory um, like sequence of events that happened. It's we
0: can you can say where you are. You're an hour and a half in.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'm not really spoiling anything. I mean, I'm going to spoil the opening thirty seconds, five minutes, whatever. Um, but basically, you know, it kicks off. They're, they're, I, it was amazing how it pans out into this like city, this beautiful city that's just so full of life and laughter and people dancing and it's almost like a marketplace yeah. and it's kind of following um, the perspective of this little ghost like character. That's kind of like glowing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, all these clouds come, this storm kind of rolls through and it kind of pans up to this castle where this um, large group of people are talking. And of course this, this baby is born. That's supposed to be kind of like this. um, I don't even know how you would describe it. Hero, Mm
0: -hmm. so to
1: speak. Um, They're going to kind of like save the world or whatever. And, um, I, what is it like? Uh, a group of people come in and kind of attack the the people and try and kill, like essentially everyone in the castle. I'm trying not to spoil anything. So. Okay, <laughs> well, that I, I can't. I just honestly, bad people. It's, it's been like attack. a week and a half since I played
0: it, so no, like it's um, <coughs> just evil monsters. did they really, like
1: headless horsemen or something like that? Yeah, they're just monsters. Because they were chasing yeah. um, like the, these two kids, and so one of them, of course, was a, a newborn baby, and one of the Basically, you know, it flashes forward to the next day, and this, this baby is like of course coming down this this river in this basket, and this this fisherman sees the basket, takes the baby, then it flash forwards like fifteen years or something like that. Yeah. Um and you're you're kind of playing as this this young boy that has a striking resemblance to Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. I actually my first character that I made was named Trunks. So when it said to in the the like the beginning of the game to create a save file, mm-hmm. I, you have nine site, save files. Yeah. So I chose Rusty because I didn't know I was going to be naming my protagonist. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have made something like Do nope You're trunks. an hour and a half in. I got like <clears throat> 10 hours in with
0: Trunks. But like when you're naming a guy, you can click like triangle and there's different challenges. Mm-hmm. So they're called draconian challenges. Um, Basically,
1: levels of difficulty.
0: Yeah. And they're freaking difficult. When it says super strong enemies. They're not kidding. They're not kidding. Yeah. So, um,. Take that one with a grain of salt, because that's what I did. I got six hours in, and I got to these like two monster kind of mini boss kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, probably not going to go through the entire game like this." So I made a second character named Vegeta. Nice, obviously. Um, and yeah, forty-four hours in.
1: Yeah, I I know a lot of people are like up in arms about how easy the game was, and I really don't have an issue <laughs> with easy games, like. I don't want it to be a cakewalk. Like, I don't want to one-hit all of my enemies. But at the same time, I don't want to struggle. And, like, I don't play Dragon Quest to have a Dark Souls-like experience. You know, people were also up in arms, like, with Pokemon X and Y when they had the group experience share. And how that just, like, broke the game. Well, that's the same as here. There's, I mean,
0: if you're... Characters aren't in battle. Like when you get more than
1: your party amount, they also get XP. Yeah, so you have a group XP. And I think in today's day and age, that just makes the most sense because, like, I I I can't really play the old Pokemon games anymore because oh, I, I can, but it's 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 difficult when you've been accustomed to like the experience shit like that. So my point being is, I don't have a problem with easy games. I mean, the game, regardless of how easy it is, is going to take me 50 to 60 hours to beat, anyways. Yep. And knowing me, I'm going to search every nook and cranny, find all the collectibles, the 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 mini medals or whatever they're called. That um, and search every wardrobe and yeah. every bookshelf because there's a <laughs> lot of
0: information about the world and kind of the history of things and I guess world building within the like bookshelves that have like a red book, so it's easy to see yep. there's something in there. And then the wardrobes, they're the kind of recipes that you find
1: to make stuff okay cool yeah i'll keep an eye on that for sure Uh, but no i'm excited to play it i mean like i said i pre-ordered the game um with great anticipation (coughs) i i fully believe it to be probably top five games the year for me and i'm sure it will be i just need to kind of sink some time into it but did you want to go into any more detail you just want to wait till next week um yeah yeah i'll go into a little bit deeper detail. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm overall I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Um so the story is kind of divided into three segments. So I guess the first half it's not easy per se. It's you don't have to do as much grinding as I mean you'd have to do in like a Pokemon game. Yeah. When it comes to the second half after or I guess the second uh third, I guess. Um you have to do a little bit more grinding because the difficulty increases. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the th- going into the third, third, uh, that's kind of the post first ending. I heard it's pretty difficult.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But I'm glad you're enjoying it as much as you are because this is your first Dragon Quest game. Yeah,
0: I really like
1: I'm pretending that I'm in like a Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm.
0: world because a lot of the monsters, from what I've been, the research I've done... Um, the artist, you know his name. Akira Toriyama. Yeah, he, like in the comics for Dragon Ball Z and stuff, he overlaps some of the characters from um, Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. Or the Dragon Quest went into um, Dragon Ball Z and vice versa.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's, it's fun to play. It's way better than that Dragon Ball game we played, Xenoverse. Well, anything's better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this week's going to be kind of odd. Uh, Ryan and I don't actually don't have a, like a, a topic because... Um, there's a lot of stuff to cover, you know, after three weeks, a lot of stuff in the, the, the news that we want to talk about. Um, questions. We got questions out the wazoo. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Actually, I also played another game. Oh, would you play? Celeste. Oh yeah. Yeah. So actually I'm stuck on a le- like a one challenge, but it is a really good game. Yeah. The art style is amazing. Um, as far as platformers, I, I was in the mood for a platformer and then it's, it's hard to go back to like a Mario game. Where you jump on Goombas and things, and it's kind of easy. Um, Celeste is not easy. Yeah. Once Um, you get into later worlds of Super Mario World, though, bro. They have a death count on Celeste. I'm on the third. I beat the third one. So I'm on the fourth out of like seven or so. Fourth what? Boss? So there's like different worlds, I
1: guess. Okay. Yeah. Kind
0: of. Yeah. and within those, you go side scroll, and you're basically essentially climbing up a mountain. Oh, okay. Um, to find yourself, and the characters in that game are amazing. It's just very they just witty. Have, like, a lot of characters. Yeah, so like you meet a guy climbing up a hill who is like an aspiring like Instagram star, nice. and like they're just very sassy and well built. Okay. Um, but you have a death count. and I've died. I think it's nine hundred times nice. already. Nice. So.
1: So like super meat boy levels of difficulty. Yeah, but it's, it's really
0: <laughs> rewarding. It's that super difficult uh, kind of mentality, but every time you succeed or you finally learn after dying like 20 times on one level, you're like, yes, I freaking did it. Now, how <laughs> is
1: it when you die? Do you just like immediately just pop back up on the screen? And you yeah, you keep... pop back wherever, like, so if you're on the left-hand side of the screen to go
0: right, Yep, it's you pop back on the left and yep. if you're on the right going left same thing
1: okay cool yeah because i didn't know how punishing it would be i figured it'd probably be no it's not immediate. it's
0: not go back to the beginning of the stage yeah. i mean with a
1: game like that it needs to be immediate you know yeah. just pop back
0: up but then it pisses me off because i went through a youtube thing because i was trying to find you collect i think apples or pears or peaches some fruit okay as kind of an extra thing it doesn't really have any bearing on the game it's just kind of bragging rights i got all the fruit in this level Mm -hmm. guy didn't die once going through the entire like stage oh wow just look at my kill death count it's like 300
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I'm like don't really suck that bad at video games should i stop this yeah no i mean it's it's you're new to that genre for the most part you know you don't play those types of games regularly and i think celeste is a, a unique breed where it's it's just punishing so yeah, no, I um the first night it was after we recorded last time. Mm-hmm. I was playing Celeste Oh yeah, when so I was, when I was we were, at your house. You're we my dad's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You like swearing up a storm.
0: I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. That's what that game is. And it was a Sunday night, I believe. And I had to go to work in the morning, obviously. And I get up at four. I stayed up until like 12. Wow. Just chilling in my your my room. old room. Yeah. Um.
1: So I got like four hours of sleep to start the week. But Yeah, it was good. Awesome. So more impressions from that later on. Um, (coughs) So we recorded episode 15 about Harry Potter. (laughs) A few things I want to talk about, okay? So Ryan and I started this podcast because we love talking about the things we're passionate about. You're going to read through all the things. I'll read everything. Okay. Um, We got a friend of the show that wrote in, Alec, (laughs) looking at you, Chrono Link, and he titled the – the subject header as triggered in all capital letters and i understand there's some you know very passionate potter fans out there and and even star wars fans and lord of the rings fans i just want to kind of clear the air here that ryan and i are not walking encyclopedia and walking encyclopedias you know when we well, do when these it comes shows, to harry potter at least i think it's fair to say anything i mean when we do these shows when we did star wars and disney and things like that we had bullet points and some facts here and there but like i haven't read the harry potter books 37 times like some people and so yeah we don't know everything so if we say mistakes like alec wrote like nine paragraphs picking apart (laughs) essentially like everything that we said
0: well okay so like harry to preface our lack or like how long it's been since we've read harry potter That was the first series I picked up reading, like getting into reading books. Yeah. So besides like Captain Underpants and like Calvin and Hobbes, my first series back in like the third grade was Harry Potter. So it's
1: been like 10 years. Yeah, and I understand that's like in everyone's like yearly reading cycle, but it's not in mine. And so I, I know the email he wrote was in good fun, but at the same time, bro, like triggered about the trigger. yeah i'm, I'm triggered about the trigger because like i I'm <laughs> i not, don't really
0: i don't care either way i this is for fun
1: but just know that moving forward ryan are gonna ryan and i are gonna be strictly reading off of wikipedia just, pages yeah, just know that we're incompetent behind that, these mics. that and so like everything we say games we've been playing recently impressions um responses to reader questions we're reading directly off of wikipedia pages so just keep that in mind <laughs> all right Re- regurgitation nation yeah uh and Alec, I'm reading your question last. So Steve Acker <laughs> writes into the show, and he uh, he says the subject line is universal hype. And so I think this was after you and I talked about, like, um, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. When we oh, went to Harry yeah, Potter yeah, World Harry, and stuff. Yeah. So actually, this guy pretty much likes everything podcast-related I put on Twitter. So he's been a follower of the show since the origins. Oh, cool. Hey. So good guy. He says, hey, guys, it's Blink. Um, at Blink, Blinkoom." so B L I N K oom on twitter and twitch he says i'm loving the podcast and wanted to say thanks for putting in the time and effort to put it together every week it's like a second job i'm thinking about quitting steve so <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: i'm kidding uh, yeah that w- statement is rescinded
1: yes he said i had to finally write in when i heard you uh start talking about universal i just vid- u- visited universal and islands of adventure for the first time last week so your timing couldn't be any better i loved every second of my time there diagon alley and hogsmeade were we're both incredible recreations of the source material and did a great job in getting you absorbed into that world. The whole park is packed with that level of care and creativity too. Some of the other standouts were the ET ride, Spider-Man, 100% agree, and then the uh the Popeye and Dudley Do Right water rides and Men in Black. He yeah, says Men in Black was great. Ah, that's so good. Uh something that really struck out struck me about the parks uh, while I visited was just how close they are um what does he say here? I got a crack in my screen, so it's tough to, um, just how close they are in design to video games, or to a video game. If you look at the various areas of the park and treat them like a different sections of a world map, the park starts to feel similar in design to something like Legend of Zelda. You have a large park with tons of interesting things to see and do, which basically serve as the overworld. Then smaller themed areas, Simpsons, Marvel, Jurassic Park, etc., that are akin to the forest or desert areas you'd find within the overworld. Finally, the rides buried in each of the areas are like the dungeons hidden away waiting to be discovered. Tons of NPCs wandering around to interact with, too. Heck, even bringing your wand... If you hit him with a sword, though, you get in trouble. exactly. A little bit different repercussions than, uh, you know, restart. And uh, he says, heck... Life in jail. Yeah. Heck, even better... (laughs) Even bringing your wand around to different places in Diagon Alley is basically a side quest. I'd love to know if you had the same thoughts on your visit or if you've come across other examples of game design uh, concepts... Keeping, uh, creeping into the real world. Keep up the awesome work, Steve. Blink. Dude, my world is a game design. <laughs> well, first of all, Blink, let's get something real clear. Someone's actually playing The Sims right now, and we're actually in that world. So someone's basically telling you to click and listen to Otaku Brothers. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: No, there. that's actually like a, a physicist or a uh, physics theory. Like, we're actually just a simulation. Yeah
1: yeah Um, of a fourth dimensional being yes uh but no i mean to answer your question blank i haven't really thought about that that's a really unique perspective though um you've never larped the world is yeah the world is my video game Um, is your oyster i don't know if i've ever been to a place where i was just like this is really makes me think of like being in a video game world um i guess if i went to like new zealand i'd probably like you,
0: I'm a, way lamer than
1: you are. We're a kid like, or something. <laughs> maybe maybe as a kid, like as a young kid. Maybe like a teenager. <laughs> so seven months ago... <laughs> yeah. I was dressed up as Zelda in my back woods.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, we used to as kids, I guess this is, um, we got airsoft guns and my parents have woods behind them. So we used to do like airsoft wars. Oh, I did And that. we used to like fight with sticks and betwe- pretend like... This was back when Zoids were like a huge thing. That we are Zoid pilots or that we were, like fighting people in the woods. Yeah, we used to do that. Build forts and pretend they're our castles. Okay. So pretty much anywhere that was kind of nature y or nature, just kind of more rugged.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't want to sound like I didn't have an imagination as a kid. Like, we certainly played. Rusty's a really bland character. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, we played house. We I had airsoft wars with my friends and, um, to think other parks i mean disney
0: does it for you yeah um they break up things into what ngn um, epcot mgm MGM? yeah yeah letters and stuff yeah um the animal kingdom yeah no they do that for you universal yeah it takes some imagination because you're you're in harry potter and then you're being chased by dinosaurs like a park over or like a few steps over yeah for Jurassic Park I'm trying to think where else in the world maybe on like we went on a cruise mm-hmm. back in high school so going into these islands was pretty cool yeah I kind of saw that as an adventure going exploring and
1: yeah it's cool because each island had its own culture which yeah is pretty cool gotcha yeah. so I'm gonna pause the questions because I forgot um you know, something that I've been filling my time with since Lauren's been gone and I haven't been playing games. Um, well, I got back into working out, so that's a good thing, doing that. And i also been watching a lot of, um, like, movies and TV shows and stuff like that.
0: You're not going to talk about The Tusk.
1: No, I do want to mention it, though. Okay. So I made a list of, of, like, 10 to 15 horror movies that I wanted to watch kind of leading into October. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, we saw Halloween,
0: too. That was a thing we did.
1: Yeah, let's – okay, let's backtrack a little bit here. So Ryan's never seen the original John Carpenter 1978 Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, We wanted to watch it in anticipation of the new one. Um, I was going to talk about it during the news section, but I guess it makes sense to talk about it now, of course. The new Halloween, October 19th, be there or be weird. um, It'll be 40 years since the original, and that's how they're kind of playing the plot out is – Forty years since Michael Myers, you know, murdered three people that night. Um, he escapes from prison and goes back to um, that the town in what is it, Illinois? New Brunswick. It's in Illinois. I forget the town. It starts with an H, I think. Um, Halloweenville. No, it's uh, I can't remember. But anyways, so he comes back and Jamie Lee Curtis is basically booby trapped her house. She's ready for Michael to come back, and it's going to be super, super epic. One of our friends from college, who actually lives in Toronto, he um. Went to the Toronto Film Festival where they played it, Jamie Lee Curtis was there. After the film and the credits rolled, Curtis, the director, and a few others went on stage and Curtis grabbed the mic and said, Happy Halloween, Mother Eppers. <laughs> and everyone just like started like doing a standing ovation, like freaking out, and it's getting great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm super, super pumped. What did you think of the original? I liked it. Yeah,
0: it was I mean, it's the same kind of time period as Psycho came out. Which- Psycho was like the
1: sixties. So well, like was it was about when did this come out then? 78. So it was like a 10, 15 year okay, difference. Okay, so you
0: can definitely see the quality of filming between yeah. the two. 100%. Because I thought it would, they came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. So, But if they didn't, that's kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the plot. Um, suspenseful. It doesn't live up to, obviously, going back and watching something from the late 70s. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold up to like um, The Conjuring and those kind of effects, yeah. which is... It means like a reasonable but, Star Wars to now. Yeah, so it doesn't have the scare factor. Kind of like Zelda doesn't have this nostalgia factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was good. It definitely had a good plot, um, engrossing. You, the music was good. I was always curious where that because that is such an iconic that Halloween tune. Yeah, yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah. That's not it. Not even close. No, to that, was that was good. That was good. Okay. Yeah pitch was like a
1: little bit off maybe like a one octave yeah
0: yeah. i usually go high yeah i'm really good at falsetto yeah yeah um especially for being a bass um (laughs) Um, yeah no it it was a good movie i
1: enjoyed it i'm glad yeah so um i almost don't want to watch any of the others with you um (coughs) I'm fine going right from this one to the other one. You should definitely see after. Yeah. You should definitely see H2O. I love that one. Um, it was 20 years later. Yeah. Um, that's a great, great uh, movie. It's probably the only one that was critically well received beyond, um, the The first one. Yeah. The other ones were just trashed, which I like them. I have just about all of them, but glad you liked it. Mm -hmm. We're looking forward to seeing the new one in theaters. Uh, october 19th so don't miss out on that um so we watched that i also watched um season two of atypical comes highly highly recommended by me and lauren too um so the day she left you know it makes sense to spend time with her right Um, yeah i watched all 10 episodes without her because she was actually prepping for japan for you know she was on her work computer whatever um yeah she was nervous yeah she was and so um, I went downstairs because we are still at my dad's, and uh, I just watched all 10 episodes of Atypical Season 2. It's a terrific show. It's about this young boy who's in high school. He's in his senior year, and he is autistic. And so it's kind of about you know their parents raising this autistic uh, young man and his interactions with people um, at school, getting a girlfriend, and it's absolutely hysterical. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. What's Um, it on? Did you say? It's a Netflix original. Oh, okay. So you can see seasons one and two on Netflix. Um, All of the characters are very well developed. Everyone kind of has their own little pocket of drama going on at any given time. Um, But Sam is just... I I think it's great that this show is shedding more light on autism. You know, Parenthood kind of did the same thing with um, The Sun in that movie, or that show as well. And I feel like this show does it um, just as well, if not better, because it, it kind of in, infuses all this humor. Yeah. Um, and it's not in any way... Like a political thing. That, and it's not like making fun of autism at, at all. It's it's just very good, and it's well done. Um, but what I love about the character is that he's obsessed with, um, like, um, Antarctic penguins. Obviously you should be. Yeah, yeah, and so he knows, like, all the four types. He constantly talks about them. And it's just... It's just really... Emperor. Really cool. He he knows all four, yeah. Yeah. He, um, like... Because when he's really nervous... He just recites penguin. He recites the four yeah. four penguin names. I'm not kidding. That's what he does. So, apparently, they... Uh, penguins mate for life, right? So,
0: they're, they're one of the few creatures that do that. Yeah. Humans don't do that either. No, they don't. And, um, no, we're forced into it by the structure of our societies because we work better that way. Yes. Yeah. So, penguins actually mate for life just as a, like... An evolutionary thing but there was penguins at the zoo i think it was in california that penguins both genders very much look alike yeah and a guy penguin made it with another guy penguin Yikes. so they so made it for life <laughs> good <laughs> so like everyone else like all these other penguins had um like eggs and they obviously can't produce an egg yeah to sit on so they like found a round stone and we're just sitting on this round stone this is real this is a real thing that's awesome and um so the zookeepers felt bad because when all the other uh penguins would be hatching eggs this rock would be a rock and they (laughs) would be sad gay penguins and um so there was like a a set of penguins that actually had two eggs Oh. and they took that and gave it to the gay
1: penguins so that they could have like a kid. That's nice.
0: And I was like, that's the most adorable story. Yeah,
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so the last thing I kind of want to briefly mention, um, you know, I was, I was making this list of horror movies and I was basing it off of ones that were the voted the best on Netflix on Go- I look on Google and I wrote them all down, and then I, you know, I turned on my, my PS4 or whatever, and I was flipping through. And the first five that I searched for weren't on Netflix anymore. So I was like, okay, what the heck?
0: Um, it seems like all the lists. For the number of – I've looked up scary movies on Netflix that are, like, acclaimed. Yeah. And they're never there.
1: Yeah, and so – You get through, like, six lists, and you're like, cool. Yeah. So cool. One of them that I searched for uh, it, it said, like, titles similar to this, and it recommended Tusk. <laughs> And so this is with Justin Long, um, you know, of Jeepers Creepers accepted fame and Haley Joel Allsman. So Sora from Kingdom Hearts and The Sixth Sense is in it as well. Um, you know, I, I remember this movie being advertised back in 2014 and I thought I just looked ridiculous, um, but I did have a slight interest in seeing it. I figured I, I'd turn off the lights, give it a try. Lauren wasn't home. No, it all made sense. Well, you know, forty five minutes later, nothing made sense. Okay, my life <laughs> didn't make the sense. World. <laughs> that is the second. No, it's probably the third most disturbing movie I've ever seen in my life. Um,
0: what was your list again?
1: Hereditary is number one. Came yeah. out earlier this year. Yeah. Number two is the 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 remake of the Evil Dead. It came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my roommate. So, do you recommend Heredity? Hereditary? Hereditary. Hereditary. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not for everyone. Like, if you're someone like Lauren who's just like, I can Lauren watch doesn't one... Lauren does really
0: like scary movies. Yeah, though. it
1: really makes her anxious. And so if you're that kind of person where you're like, I can watch one horror movie a year, absolutely not. Run away from that movie. Um, so I really like The Conjuring, Conjuring 2. And yeah, you'll like of... it. So I will. We should watch it together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't watch without me. Oh, okay. It's a command. I was thinking of Dragon Questing and watching oh, no. a movie today. Hell no. You cannot... Watch that while playing a video game. You need to be lights off, firmly planted in your seats, watching that movie. (laughs) A bunch of caffeine, so you're anxious already. Yeah. No, I'm serious. You cannot watch the movie while you're doing other things. Okay. Um, Do you have any recommendations
0: for, like, a while I'm grinding on Dragon Quest to beat this hard boss,
1: what should I watch? Atypical. Atypical. It'll be good. Yeah. Um you know, our usuals, Lord of the Rings and things like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Atypical is a great series to, I, I mean, I'd recommend just watching it, you know, full attention. Yeah. But it's also something that you can watch while grinding. Yeah. Um. See, I have to be doing something with my hands or I get fidgety. Like, even watching movies gets me anxious. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. play a click game or whatever, but um, for Hereditary, yeah, you definitely need to be fully engrossed in that because mm. it's just um all orange just landed in dc nice oh she's trying to call me uh we can pause this no we'll take it live no that's a bad idea um she's exhausted oh no that'd be so great ask her impressions on the podcast get it fresh <laughs> fresh and first here on I'm Talking Rusty, i hate you i don't want to come home no, <laughs> she's uh she's good so uh let's keep moving forward here um Travis wrote in to the podcast uh, with a subject line, Dumbledore. I promised him I would not open it until we recorded. So look, okay. it's not open. Yeah, it's unread. Um, oh, that's not that bad, Travis. I was expecting more. I'm disappointed in you. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is yeah, a couple large large uh, paragraphs here. Yeah. Okay, so... Half of book one of Harry Potter. He says, hello again, Rusty and Ryan. As Rusty already mentioned, my wife and I are huge Potter geeks, so I just had to write in on that topic. I've told Rusty to feel free to summarize these because it's huge, but if he ends up reading it all, you have my apologies, fellow listeners. Don't apologize for greatness, Travis. It's a gift. Yeah, We can't summarize because we haven't read it at your request. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, He says, bullet point number one. The Cursed Child is definitely weird to read, because I, I asked Travis about The Cursed Child. Yeah. So it's weird to read, but for continuation of Harry's story, and in true rallying fashion, some excellent revelation of past events, it's still a fun story. It allows us to see our favorite trio in roles outside of playing the heroics, and it sheds a lot of light on their faults. Harry kind of sucks as a dad, and is pretty self-centered. I recommend it still for overall Potter lore. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, most of his male figures in his life die, right? His dad died when he was just a child and
1: Dumbledore died, Snape died. Yeah. Arthur Weasley, Weasley was alive. Sirius died. Serious like, died. Pretty much. He's got what Did we say anything wrong there? Uh, Alex, uh, Alex, Alex listening. Yeah. He's ready he, he's got the pen and paper out. Papa
0: Weasley, I believe, is still alive. Yeah. Ginny, I guess she's not a male or a father, is still alive. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other males. Hedwig died. Yeah, I'm I'm sure when he has teen problems, he's going to Hedwig. (laughs) Hoo hoo hoo! (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. That's really consoling.
1: Well, that's what he had to do for two summers at the freaking Dursley's house. No wonder he's nuts. Yeah. Like, talk to an owl, a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question: A little,
0: like, string bean guy who pops out of
1: nothing in rags. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bullet point number two. You don't have to worry about Dumbledore being sidelined in the five, five Fantastic Beasts movies. Okay, um, Madre Cole is texting us now too. Um, Just put on silent. It's good. Um, so you don't have to worry about Dumbledore being sidelined in the five Fantastic Beasts movies. We get three more after this next one. I did not know that. I'm excited because it's pretty clear that Dumbledore and Grendelwald relationship is actually the overarching plot of the movies. You can end the statement here on the air, but if you continue, buckle up. I'm ready. Seats buckled, Travis. Let's go. Okay, here goes. <coughs> the Snape reveal stole a lot of attention in Deathly Hallows, but a large chunk concerns Dumbledore's backstory and how he came to own the Elder Wand, which was owned by Grindelwald. Dumbledore was the oldest of three and extremely ambitious, but his sister, Ariana, the painting in his brother's uh, Aberforth's pub, was one day attacked by muggle boys because she they saw her use magic. Albus's dad attacked the kids and wound up in Azkaban as a result. And the experience left Ariana magically crippled in a way that's described extremely similar to that of Credence and Fanta- Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah. At times, she'd lose control and cause violent mayhem. One such episode killed her mother. Albus was forced to remain home after Hogwarts to provide stability for his siblings, even though he had huge ambition. This led to bitterness and resulted, and resulted resulting hatred for Muggles a hatred shared by the new guy in town and nephew of one of Albus's neighbors, a guy named um, Gellert Grindelwald. I hope I pronounced the first name right. Together, they dreamed up a whole new world, world order where wizards rightfully ruled over muggles. In addition to shared ambition, after Rowling announced that Albus was gay, she also noted that he and Grindelwald may have also had a much deeper relationship. However, one day, Aberforth, mad at Albus and treating him um, and Ariana as liabilities, picks a fight. It gets ugly real fast, and Ariana is caught in the middle and killed. Mm -hmm. None of them knew whose curse did it, but Albus felt responsible, pulled a 180, and became the man he is in the movies. A very powerful wizard, still, but one too afraid of himself to accept any real power. Sorry to rabbit trail from an already gigantic path, but it's the fight and death of Ariana that Dumbledore relives when he makes Harry force-feed that potion to him in the seaside cave. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Because remember, he's like freaking out, yeah. um, and he says, whatever happens, make sure I drink it.
0: Yeah, didn't they, st- I think it was a theory that she was what that boy in, uh, what was that? Not a horror, it's uh, what's that weird thing that they introduced in those movies? I don't know, dude. He bottled up his power, and it, he had, not um, an abac- whatever it was. Basically, she was the same thing that that kid was. Okay. Like for bottling up his power and not accepting magic or whatever. Okay. Interesting. Like so those outbursts were the same thing.
1: Okay. He goes Just on. a theory. He says he and Grindelwald part ways with the latter continuing their previous ideals and becoming an international threat. Such a threat that Dumbledore, already the most powerful wizard of his day, is finally called upon to capture. The resulting duel is the is called the greatest in wizard history by those who saw it. And I'm obviously beyond stoked because that is where the new movies are clearly heading. And because by the time The Last is released, my daughter will be old enough to possibly go watch it with us. That's awesome, Travis. That would be really cool. He says, so sorry for all of that. Again, don't apologize for greatness, Travis. Like I said, huge Potter geek, just wait until you cover Tolkien to bring at least one discussion topic in. How about this? If you were studying at Hogwarts and knew your eventual career would be one with the Wizarding World, what would you choose? Despite being a Ravenclaw, I think I'd most enjoy be becoming the potions professor. Thanks for putting up with my bookie emails. Always, Travis. Always. Um, what profession would you choose? I don't know. I would... Something maybe defense
0: against the dark arts I think would be cool. Something that I could dabble in the dark side of
1: magic. Okay.
0: I, I mean, being going off the Star Wars thing, being a gray Jedi or whatever... Being able to see both sides and kind of... You have to dabble in the dark side to understand why you're the light side, Mm -hmm. right? So I feel like magic would be the same thing. You have to understand how to use the dark stuff to counter the dark stuff. Okay. So then potentially after experimenting and that kind of stuff being like an aurora, Mm -hmm. that would be cool. Yeah, those are good choices. Or Um, joining... Um, the dark Lord and, uh, death, eater. A yeah. A death eater. Yeah. Death eater. Absolutely.
1: I think my second choice. Yeah. Um, no, I <laughs> after think, being a muggle, I want to be a death eater. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I wouldn't mind working for the ministry, um, the daily prophet. I'm an
0: accountant.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm an auditor. So like by trade, I have to pick the most boring profession in, in the, the, uh-huh. the world. Um, no, but in all honesty, I think I'd want to be, um, the groundskeeper. By the time you want to ha- be Hagrid? By the time I'm Hagrid's age, he'll be he'll be too old. But I I Very want short hagrid. I want Fluffy. I want Fluffy. Fluffy's mine. Fluffy's adorable. Um reminds me of Grimm. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three Grimms. Yeah. So my sister has a uh we I think we probably talked about it in the pot podcast previously. She has a giant um pit bull named Grimm. He's like a hundred pounds. Yeah. And he's just a big baby. And um, he's adorable. Yeah. So Great email, Travis. I appreciate you writing in. So, um, yeah, I think that's all the emails this week. Uh, Nothing more. (laughs) No, so Alec, like I said, he wrote in, um, really ripping us apart here. So, titled, Triggered. He says, hey guys, love the Harry Potter discussion. However, the complete and utter Potterhead in me took over and I was completely triggered by a few things stated. It's totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you're less amused. I'm amused. Yeah. So number one, the reason Expelliarmus was uh, from Harry's wand works against Avada Kedavra is only because of wand lore things that they didn't explicitly state in the film. The phoenix tales within the wand. But could be inferred. Harry and Voldemort share the same wand cores, so Voldemort cannot easily face Harry and win, which is what happened at the end of the fourth movie. This is why he spends the first Deathly Hallows film looking for the Elder Wand, a powerful wand that he thought could overcome that connection. However, the Elder Wand is a very special wand and knows when wand loyalty shifts. So it knew that Voldemort wasn't the true master of the wand, but that Harry was because Malfoy had been. The movies unfortunately use that wand connecting effect because it looks freaking awesome, Yeah, but that's actually only supposed to occur between Voldemort and Harry's wands because they are brother wands. It has nothing to do with power of the spell and Rusty, you idiot! It's not love. I'm <laughs> kidding. He didn't say that. The movie's justification, freaking new. Yeah, the movie's justification then for using the wand's connection in the last scene is the Elder Wand knowing that prior connection and also knowing that Harry Potter was its true master. That's actually interesting background. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I remember that now. Now that you bring it up, but
0: I still. This is me. Not going purely off the lore, but in my mind, there are a hierarchy to spells. Yeah. So, yes, it's the cores, and that's why that happens. But a Daver is like a, a top tier, like instant KO spell, right? Mm-hmm. That's like an OP kind of thing. And then you got like a punch equivalent in like a Tekken game, right? It's so you have an instant KO versus a punch. Yeah. Let's disarm versus instant KO. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my take on it. But yeah. that's me imprinting my own opinions on what isn't true.
1: <laughs> well, only Alex's opinions matter on this podcast. Number but Actually, it's the only the truth matters, yeah. which is his opinion. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> the Veil Room in the Department of Mysteries is one of many rooms with a theme studied by unspeakables. Top secret employees with little oversight from the ministry. Prophecy, time, love, and other subjects like death are studied in the various rooms here. They actually destroyed all of the Time Turners in the Order of the Phoenix books book, which makes their inclusion in the Cursed Child confusing and stupid. That whole play betrays what makes Harry Potter a good series. Wasn't it ghost written? Though it wasn't her who wrote it. I so don't know. It didn't
0: have to sit with continuity. He says that. That could be wrong. Please correct us. You're gonna get killed in your sleep tonight. <laughs> I know. He just pops up. It was written by her. <laughs> in the neck with like a wand replica. <laughs> Actually, I have a wand replica from Universal Studios. So if you find that and
1: shank me in the neck, it'd be poetic. Yeah. That <laughs> it whole... like lights up at the end. Okay. Like... Joke's over, Ryan. Joke's okay. over. The, that whole play betrays <laughs> what makes Harry Potter a good series by changing its zondra from mystery to sci-fi and also breaking tons of pre-established universe mechanics. But another discussion for another time. Number three. Kingly Shacklebolt's line, Dumbledore's got style, can't be out of character, Rusty, you absolute moron. It's directly from the book. Yeah. All no, right. he's Should've a known chill that. dude. I read the book, you know, 17 years ago, so Rusty, we'll get together. David Yates, oh, this is number four. David Yates came on board Harry Potter with o- uh, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> Another spinoff of Harry Potter. These that acronyms, I can't deal with it right now, I'm too mad. Uh, with Order of the Phoenix, <laughs> not Prisoner of Azkaban, you idiot. And it is the perfect director. Oh, of... Did he say you idiot? Is no, that... I, I'm just putting in my own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Your <laughs> turn. And is the perfect director for this universe. I think. Prisoner of Azkaban was directed by Alfonso Cuarón, some cool name. French or something. Yeah, who had directed? Lorenzo man. Yes, yeah, yeah. Who had directed horror films before? I think. Before I think, which makes, uh, which might be why Prisoner of Azkaban feels darker, more gothic, more mature. Columbus introduced us to this magical world and other directors wrote oh it's actually really you put a T instead of a Y there um, yeah. there Alec <laughs>
0: don't nitpick and be a douche
1: <laughs> <laughs> and other directors your screen is cracking it could be your fault yeah, no that's a that's a T and other directors really <laughs> fleshed that out in new and exciting ways Goblet of Fire was directed by Mike Newell and I wish Yates had been on board earlier I definitely agree with that statement because Goblet of Fire is my least favorite of the films um <sighs> As Ryan's over there saying. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys had delved more into movie and book differences because a lot of those affect my film and book rankings. So these we
0: are... Could, we could always go back to yeah. do that. It's I would have to do a lot of research because it's been 10 plus years since I've read the book. Exactly. So I would have to go back and actually look at the differences maybe online to do that because I can't... Because I've tried to pack so many things going through college and high school and work
1: the real world like uh yeah, yeah and so the difference here I is that we're mediocre podcasters yeah. <laughs> if we were professional podcasters yeah. we would actually prepare for these episodes but no, since no, we're no. not you know until That's, then yeah. um okay so we he, prepare for these episodes it's, so we do here are his movie rankings i do think we should go back and do that because that would be interesting yeah we'll do it sometime half-blood prince number one See you're right <laughs> prisoner of azkaban is number two deathly hallows and hallows two are tied for third order of the phoenix is what was his number one sorry half-blood prince okay um tied for third deathly hallows one and two four order of the phoenix five chamber of secrets six uh he says philosopher's stone and then seven um goblet of fire and he put like god he's the worst just like you multiple like little things Basically saying, like, it's way out there. Really? Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm glad we agree on something, Alec. Okay, book rankings. I'm kidding, dude. I love you too, man. It's just, I have to give you a hard time. Deathly Hallows is his favorite book. Order of the Phoenix is second. Half-Blood Prince third. God God of War. I I can't can't do these acronyms, man. goblet of fire is uh wait are they acronyms yeah he has them as acronyms oh wow so (laughs) i have to it's tough on i would see
0: those are like chemical composition yeah it's tough i have
1: to do this on the fly here goblet of fire is fourth chamber of secrets is fifth prisoner of azkaban is six philosopher's stone is seven yeah because i was like how the heck do you get ocarina of time from like (laughs) written out harry potter book? yeah dude it's not easy oh my gosh um Okay. So good rankings. He says, anyway, question time relates to Harry Potter, but what was a scene in the book that you wish had either translated better or made it into the films? I think a lot of order of the Phoenix had to get trimmed out to make a more cohesive focused film. And it mostly works very well as the most recent uh, rewatch I had of the film really stuck with me. Just great filmmaking. However, an expansion of the department of mysteries, um, as well as many of omitted twists and turns in the plot to get to the through the prophecy would have been interesting and more fun to see additionally i can't for the life of me figure out why they didn't keep in um keep the in noctum scene in half-blood prince if you've never seen it go do so it's essentially a different edit of scenes that are they already filmed but the poignancy of the music uh the expertly crafted shots shot work um so brilliantly together that i can't believe they didn't keep it I say complete. Thank God. Thank you. I love you guys. Know that my nitpicks and fact checks come from a place of pure Potter fanboyism and not negative feelings to you in any way. Keep up the great work. Thanks for making me read seven and a half novels, Alec, before saying this was in good fun. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. No, thanks for writing.
1: No, I, I appreciate it. You and Travis both. I appreciate you guys filling in the gaps of our, uh, our knowledge. Yeah. Or lack of. Um so as far as again I think I'd have to go back and reread the books um to be able to off the top of my head pinpoint a scene in the books where I wish it would have made it in the movies or was translated better into film. Um well obviously all of goblet of fire from both you guys. <laughs> yeah, no for sure. I mean I think that just and, and I don't even know what would have made it better. I just I, I the the whole tone of the movie I just felt was off. And perhaps that was because it was a director that wasn't on for the other movies. I think that's correct based on what he just said. I don't even know, but yeah, um, yeah, no,
0: I yeah, I agree. I would have to go back and uh, read the books again. Um, exploring the Ministry of Magic, I think the Ministry of Magic scenes, just the contrast in the light versus all the prophecies on those shelves mm-hmm. was amazing visually, and the battle. I mean, if you could explore what's in the Ministry of Magic, because Essentially, it's the government, and the government's going to be. Hiding. Now I want to clarify
1: something really quick. I, I see. No, it, it's
0: not. It's not the government. It's just it has a, that body
1: of. They have a lot of things that they're not. No, I'm giving. not even nitpicking that. So you said what I would say. Um, what ministry of magic, or whatever. Yes, he said department of mysteries. I think
0: it's part of it. Okay, it ha- I would think it would. That could be. be totally wrong, but I think it's Department of Mysteries is within the Ministry of Magic. I'd it's like a subsector. So. Yeah, it's like Homeland Security is for government. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, exploring what the Ministry of Magic within its all of its different sectors that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the accounting work and like doing that kind of taxes would not be cool. But like, if you go into more of what Dude, they have. that stuff have. gets me going. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I love just financial accounting and managerial accounting of galleons. It's my and life, man. My nuts. Let them breathe <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, no. Um, I th- I think if they could delve more into that, visually, that would be amazing. Um, I don't remember if... I'm, I'm. I'd be surprised if there weren't more... For the Battle of Hogwarts, like if they could add, like a thirty-minute kind of Battle of Ministering, like Helm's Deep levels of yeah, yeah, like epicness. That would be great. Yeah, like if they could have a sequence because it was really just cut. I mean, it served a purpose. It was trying to get kill the Horcruxes and things, right? Kill yeah. the snake, go down the stairs, go through the room of requirement or whatever, but. The extra people fighting within there, if they could draw that out and show the brutality of what magic could do. And, like, it would have been more impactful that people died.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think they did a relatively decent job. They did what they had to do. They did what it had to do. Like, I love, I feel like a lot of different characters had their moments. You know, um, Neville, when he was, like, running across the bridge and, like, jumped across and, like, was about to fall off whatever. Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, I thought Miss Weasley against Spellatrix was great. Um, I love when McGonagall called upon the giant. Like, yeah, that was things. I've been wanting to do this. I've been for wanting a to le- do that for years. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I thought that was great. Um, I would totally be McGonagall. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, ah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know. I I think it could have been more epic, sure, but served its purpose. Did a good job. Otherwise. Yeah, I mean, they they're classic movies
0: at this point. Yeah. They adding to them might change they would change the continuity of what was accomplished with those movies. Yeah,
1: I agree. Uh well let's take a break and call Lauren. Okay. All right, we'll be back, folks. We're back, folks. We are back and uh, we actually have a few more questions. Cause I posted on Instagram. Nice. Um I want to thank everyone else for uh. writing into the show at Otaku Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. You can also Write in quick questions as I would like to describe them as um, Whale's quick draw" from Jason Heine back in All-Gen Gamers days. If you listen to the All-Gen Gamers podcast. Um, Wait, what was it? Whale's? Whale's draw. That's what I'm saying. Like, you cannot start that podcast unless you start from episode one. Otherwise, you're not going to understand the references.
0: Yeah. No, I like, don't. Like, wh- why is it
1: Whale? on the show. I, yeah. Um, But anyway, so I have an Instagram account, R (laughs) E Lewis, 2011. And occasionally I'll throw up like those little question things um, on my Instagram story. So you can write in quick questions and we got some this week. So let me pull them up on my phone. And they're just really fun because they're kind of just like one off. Ryan, I can answer them. I don't have to read like seven novels, (laughs) Travis and Alec. Um, So Logan a friend of the show, writes in, favorite or dream car?
0: Uh, A McLaren. Yeah, I would love a McLaren. What Um, is that? What is wrong with you? All right, I'm leaving.
1: (laughs) Uh, Travis (laughs) probably knows what you're talking about because he's a car guy. I don't.
0: No, it's basically a supercar. It's a European, so you got like Ferraris, you got Lamborghinis, um, Maseratis. McLaren is along that same caliber i think they're known for racing cars mainly okay um yeah there we
1: saw mclaren in, in chicago and they're just beautiful you have to look it up yeah see i don't i'm not a huge car guy and i don't have like any aspirations to someday even if i like won the lottery to get like, i mean i don't i don't care they're a
0: diminishing or yeah appreciating asset. assets so i know it's, the terms. It's, yeah Dude, I have not had enough coffee <laughs> to talk about financial crap yet. Um, yeah, depreciating assets. So really my incentive to buy one is not really high because it's already lost half of its value in the first couple of years. Yeah. Um, the um, heck, the s- second you drive it off the lot, it's lost $20,000 worth of its
1: worth. Yeah, pretty much. Worth. But um, it looks cool. Yeah, no, it does. Um, Go with a Civic yeah i mean that's what i have now i have a 17 2017 civic and i love it um i mean for me what's most important is just like a smooth ride
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and if i have a smooth ride with a great sound system gotta go to those bushings and dampers oh yeah yeah so if i just have a smooth ride that has a great sound system i'm good to go so and i have that with my civic so um i'm a happy man yeah but, but i mean bushings I, are what give you the smooth ride Oh yeah? You tune your ride through the
0: damping dampening capabilities and the Yeah, you basically tune
1: everything through the bushings. Interesting. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I would wouldn't be opposed to having like a Mercedes, like a really nice BMW or something mm-hmm. like that, but um a Tesla. Yeah. 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 Um Logan also writes in and says your go to <coughs> fast food restaurant in order.
0: Uh, yeah. You want to go first? I have to think through this.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I think for me, um, noodles and company? I'm not sure if Is that's... that fast? That's not fast
0: food. I know, and... You I,
1: can't drive through it. And oh Gosh. You can't drive through Chipotle either. That's not fast food. If I can that's get my... F- that's <laughs> an dining I, experience. If I can get my food in five minutes or less, I consider it fast food. Okay, you can get food poisoning in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so... I would describe uh, Noodles and Company as a fast food restaurant, and um, okay. I get Japanese pan noodles. Okay. Do you have sriracha cooked in? No, like, it's too hot for me. I can't. <laughs> I can't deal with that spice. Like I used to be able to, and then yeah. I wrecked my stomach years ago. No,
0: I did too, but I still do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hurt for a couple of days, but it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. No. No. It's... I used to work at Noodles, and for the number of things I've made, like I think I worked there two years. Um so after a while you're like, hey, how about we try this? And generally cooking sriracha into like a Japanese pan was amazing. It gives it a lot of flavor. Um cooking the spice into it is a lot better than putting it on top after. I bet. Like a spicy um penny rosa is really good. Um but they used to I think they don't have it anymore. They had a Philly cheese steak sandwich. And what we did was made this thing that was maybe like fifteen hundred calories. So it was a Philly cheesesteak sandwich with uh, parm chicken on it, <laughs> cut up. And then you got like marinara's and, oh gosh, it was just
1: all the calories in one place. It was nice. really good. Um, I think my, if I had to pick a traditional drive-thru, I would do a combo thing here. So okay. I would go to Wendy's and get a bacon cheeseburger mm-hmm. with some chicken nuggets. Okay. But then I'd go... Spicy or regular? Um, Regular. What dipping sauce? Barbecue. Okay. Then I would go to Burger King and get, like, a large order of fries. Why not onion rings? More of a fry guy. Okay. Then I would go to Steak and Shake and get a large mixed vanilla chocolate shake. Hmm. Are you mixing anything into it? Whipped cream. Any, like, Reese's or Snickers? No.
0: Cherry on top. Okay. That's acceptable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a really serious, yeah. like... Okay, okay. Just write it down like a scorecard. Let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. um, what about you? No, yeah, I, I think you have to do kind of a combination. Um, what I've been doing, not lately, but like what's really good is Dave's double at yeah. Wendy's with everything on it. Um, so there are two types of patties at Wendy's because this is a serious topic. Oh, yeah. Um, there's like a smaller patty, which you get on like a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger or the larger, thicker patties that got some girth to them. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you get two of those patties on a bun. It's just a thick, juicy sandwich. Um, I like onion rings. i not a huge fan of Burger Kings are kind of... It's fast food. So, how high of quality onion rings are you going to get? Yeah. Um, Burger King used to have the best fries. Uh, I don't, it's been years, besides last night where we went to that restaurant yeah. near us. Um, it's been a while since I've had fries. Um, yeah. I'll just stick with the onion rings. Okay. They have like a zesty sauce or whatever it is. Um, who has Blizzards? Was that Steak and Shake? No, it's Terry Queen. Dairy Queen, yeah. So I'd go with a Blizzard. Oh, dude. Okay, I, I revoke my Dairy Queen.
1: You totally forgot about Dairy Queen. Yeah, I did. Queen. I wouldn't order food from Dairy Queen though. No, 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 Unless no. It no. Was like seven.
0: Yeah, no. If you, when I did my first internship, um, at that company, I cleaned dishes at a local Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to like, if I pinpoint a company, then yeah, yeah. Um. We went, we did a supplier visit and um, we went to Dairy Queen and there was like a flamethrower burger or whatever. Did not feel well yeah, <laughs> after bet. that one. Um, but yeah, I would get a blizzard with, um, oh crap, what is it? I don't, what is it? It's it's um, a candy? Yeah, it's a candy.
1: Reese's Pieces. No. Snickers. Three Musketeers. It has a yellow wrapper. Twix. No. Yellow? It's gold. Okay. Um, Yellow Wrapper. Mr. Good Bar is like the only Yellow Wrapper. Okay, well, we'll just of. put Snickers because I can't remember what the candy no, is. No, we're going to figure this out. Yellow Wrapper candy bar. Was it a candy bar? Yeah. It, it's got like a
0: orange center. It's like really crunchy.
1: What the heck are you talking about? What the heck am I talking about? Get it on your phone. <laughs> Get on the phone, folks. So, um...
0: No, yeah, yeah. So I basically have a combination of those two candies. This okay, that's gonna piss me off. So, look it up. Um, yellow. Raw and
1: real. You're not talking about. There's no editing going on.
0: Wrapper candy. candy. I really have no
1: idea. It's out. It's out. Get it for the, for the- Um,
0: chocolate candy bars. This is going to be really irritating. Third. No. Okay, this might be it. What is it? Uh, no, no, no. There's just a giant list
1: of them. All right, well, I'm going to go to the next question. You keep okay, looking. Okay, that's fine. Yep. Um, favorite power-up item or weapon in a video game? Keep up the great work. Love you guys. That's Power from, up weapon. from Alec. Um, so I think for me, it would be... Um, multiple it would be the sheepinator from ratchet and clank when you can turn enemies into sheep yeah. um, the slayer from perfect dark so it's basically a self-guided um, rocket launcher so once you shoot the bullet you can it's basically like a first person view of the bolt bu- the actual bullet and you lead and direct it to the person you want to kill and then of course the farsight I've talking I've, I've talking I've, I've talked quite a bit about that on the podcast and uh I mean pretty much the entire inventory of Perfect Dark on the N64. The cyclone. Man, when I'm when I got dual cyclones Maybe going like on. A cyclone. Dude, speaking of okay, I forgot to I can Butterfingers. That's the one. Oh my, how is. do we not think about that? <laughs> it's
0: yellow and blue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, okay. Sheepinator. <laughs> yeah, Sheepinator, Slayer, Farsight, Cyclones. Speaking of Perfect Dark, I reached out Okay, so someone posted on Twitter um, <laughs> that they were listening to the Perfect Dark soundtrack on YouTube and they took a screenshot of it and and uh, captioned or at Grant Her- Kirkhope, the, the composer of that soundtrack, and Banjo-Kazooie and Goldeneye and many, many other great games. They captioned it and said, you know, love listening to this soundtrack even today or something like that. And I replied to that person with a picture of my vinyl record of Perfect Dark saying, if you can believe it, the vinyl record is even better. I hope to cross paths with Grant Kirkup someday so that he can sign it for me and he replied to me I can do that and I like <laughs> I was like what for the number of exclamation points yeah. like most
0: texts where you get excited about people tweeting you
1: yeah yeah you were freaking pumped. out so I thought he was joking so I, I responded I was like yeah hopefully our, our paths cross someday and he's like no like you and he like gave me his email address he's like just just Let me know your information or whatever, and uh, so I'm gonna send him my banjo kazooie vinyl, my perfect dark vinyl, and my copy of ukulele on the PS4, because he composed the soundtrack for that as well. Yeah, and he's gonna sign all of it for me. That'll be great. So my hope, I'm gonna include a note when I send all this.
0: I love you.
1: (laughs) That will yeah. That'll be the opening. And then I'm going to ask.
0: Here, here's n- scanty, scantily
1: made pictures of myself. Can you sign them? Um, and so I post for, yeah, you guys can't see this. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna ask if he'll be on the podcast, if we can get him on for an interview. That'd be cool. Just a quick 30-minute, like asking about his experience in the industry, what brought him to the industry, does he actually like playing video games himself, his favorite games, all that kind of stuff. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um... What's your favorite weapon, power-up, or item in a video game? Um, I think Resistance has a lot of cool games.
0: Um, There's one where you can, the auger, that you can shoot through walls, which was really cool. Farsight did it first. It's better. Okay, it did it first. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're not acknowledging the fact that it's better? No, it's not. Um, you know, the thing that was really cool in Resistance 3 is you can level up. So there's three levels to these guns. So at first, you can shoot through walls. You don't have any highlights. And then there's, I think the second level, it has like a thermal, so you can see where they are. And then the third level is even better. Like, wow, it's so
1: interesting because you didn't actually have to level up the far side. You could just do that right out of the package. Which you know. Well, you got some RPG elements, so it's actually more expansive, okay. you little... <laughs> I
0: can't say that word.
1: <laughs> we'll take this outside. <laughs> just get some mud wrestling going just on. Just ch- chuck your bow flex at you. <laughs> oh gosh, that put a hole through me. Yeah.
0: Um those I'm, really any resistance guns were pretty cool. Um there was one where you could freeze an enemy and then basically you had a sonic boom so it they You'd got like shatter and they just shatter which was really That's cool. That's pretty sweet. Um the sledgehammer didn't really have any superpowers but that was cool um I'm trying to think what other like guns or anything were pretty unique I mean lightsabers anything lightsaber related force Force unleashed um yeah that's I mean those really any resistance that's where you go for
1: unique weapons yeah um yeah cool um we got a couple more here Travis said something. He says Disney's new streaming service, which which obscure character needs their own show? Princess Leia needs her own movie. Yes. Um. So I don't think Disney's new streaming service has been like formally put out there. Uh, no, it's they still have a lot of Disney stuff on
0: Netflix, which I was really surprised that they're adding new Marvel stuff to yeah, Netflix. That is weird. And adding Star Wars and stuff because. I thought, like a few months ago, they were saying they are going to start taking them down.
1: Yeah. Because
0: they don't own the rights.
1: Yeah, I, I, but, it is odd. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm not arguing. No, but- I
0: mean, if they want to multi-lease them, Netflix has to pay Disney for the rights to stream those. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't incentivize getting the Disney stuff. Yeah. But it makes sense if it's not out.
1: Um, Which obscure character needs their own spinoff show? I think Thumper, from Bambi, I'd like to see him in action. He all he got was action.
0: He was thumping away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what rabbits do, man. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. Such a hard question. Yeah, who's the guy in Tangled? Flynn. Yeah, he's pretty. He was just super sarcastic. Didn't give a crap, and he, he. Basically identified that this is kind of weird. Dad's calling me. Yeah. Um, I think he would be a fun, like a very witty,
1: sarcastic show. I want a silent film with Pascal. Just facial animations. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. Just him running was, around. That was
0: my other choice was the little
1: chameleon. Yeah, him running around doing his thing. I'm trying to think, what like a show or a movie? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dude, a show with Pascal. He runs into Tony Zazu yeah. makes an appearance. Wait, was the question, sorry, a show or a movie? Disney Street, yeah. Which obscure character needs their own show? A show. Um,
0: I'm trying to think what, like, older ones. Snow White would be lame. The dwarves weren't that entertaining. Um, Beauty and the Beast was better as a movie. Like, the most of the princess, the older princesses, are better as a movie. I guess
1: it, it would have been interesting to see, like, the inan- inanimate objects like the you know the, the candelabra the, i would love flock. to watch a dead chair for no, but 30 like, episodes before bell came to the castle maybe even subsequent two i guess they turned back into themselves at the end of the movie but if they were like their what hijinks with all of those guys yeah just like seeing all their like interactions with the beast and just like
0: well, they did yeah
1: like a little animated show much about that you distort those characters so much, though. Like, Dude, I'm, I'm plucking at straws here. Like, I, yeah. I, well, I,
0: let's see. Like, Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, Timon and Pumbaa was cool because um, anything that they did that was kind of weird fit the character super well. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to think what other side characters would be interesting to watch. Like, what other new Disney stuff is? There? Put my headset
1: down. I'm gonna go look at my Disney collection.
0: Yeah, entertain the guests. I'm being super entertaining right now. <laughs> no, um, you draw. I mean, I think Star Wars would be really cool, and you could add to the lore without distorting the main characters. Oh,
1: sword in the Stone, Merlin, and me. Uh,
0: sword um, in the Stone. I don't know if you can hear him that far away. Uh, Merlin and stuff.
1: What's the, the little owl's name? Um, the owl. What is it? Mediocrity. It's, it's, mediocrity. Uh, no, it's uh I'm a mediocre character. No, what is the owl's name in um Owl and Sword.
0: I think I mean Marvel is part of Disney. Now, if you do any side story to Marvel, that would be pretty cool.
1: Archimedes. Archimedes. Yeah. I would love to see um a TV show of Archimedes and Merlin on their like various adventures over the years. I've never seen that movie. It's great. It's like one of, it's one of my top 10 Disney movies. Nice. Yeah, it's it's an older one, but it's great. Um so yeah, that's I guess that's what I would say Travis. Use Archimedes. I think you could spin off
0: the Marvel into a show and do side characters like the smaller ones. So you have what um I think was it Jessica Jones and those kind of things. Those are spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Doing things like that are really the direction that I would do. Star Wars would be cool if it was done right. Yeah. That one's... I mean, they have the Clone Wars and Rebels, so those are great. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's live action, it's probably better, best a cartoon. I would like, yeah, stay animated. Um, as far as Marvel, I would
1: want to be a live action. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, if you were a um on the Elgin Gamers podcast, we were actually doing Will's Quick Draw. The whale firing shots would have gone off a long time ago. Just
0: firing shots. Yeah. Just Alec, what the heck are you talking Alec about? Alec knows man? what's
1: going on. He's listened Elgin Gamers before. Well, um, make me aware of what is going on. It's what just is like firing a, shots. It's like a match. So, whales quick draw as you'd imagine, you know, like the old west just like Yeah. So, Jason had a soundboard and whenever <coughs> he'd have a clock ticking, you had like a minute to answer the question. They would just like Rapid fire a bunch of questions, and um, one of them, like if you went over a minute, as Pete usually did, it would be like just a bunch of like Western like gunshots and like horses making noises, like yahoo yeah, <laughs> type of thing. So that would have gotten off there, probably. Yeah. Um, last but certainly not least, um, Benny writes in as he usually does, friend of the show. What do you guys think about the Nintendo Switch online services? Um, all the best. And so we're going to kind of get into this with the news here shortly. Um, you know, Nintendo had a direct, their signature Nintendo Direct about a week ago, detailing a whole slew of things, one of which was the um, their online service. And, and I didn't read too much into it. Um, I think a $20 price tag is amazing. I mean, it's a fraction of what you pay for, for Microsoft between, and Sony. I thought it was more than that.
0: I thought it was for 8 Consoles, though, he, so you could split the cost. That's what I was hearing. I think it's just $20 for your system. I, I don't know. I thought it was you could use multiple systems for that $20, or you could register under that, and then you could divide the cost among friends. So it could be less than $20. Could be. I have no
1: idea. Um, that could potentially be wrong, but I, that's pretty, I think, what I heard. I think the NES games that they're showcasing, I don't know if those are free, like you automatically just get to play those um there's just a library there or if there's like a virtual console similar to the wii i think it's a virtual where you actually have to buy them yeah Um, because they've already hacked that and added roms okay okay that makes sense Uh, i mean as far as like my thoughts on it i think it's fine i mean with a switch do you get to create your own username or do you have like you yeah 15 different numbers like you did for the switch or you did for the the wii your friend code remember that garbage yeah
0: um I don't know. I don't think I've done much online. I you create your Nintendo account. Okay. And then it's Ryan or whatever. And then I have a picture of Ganondorf. And then you do everything online through an email, I believe. Okay. So you have to create a Nintendo account online. That's okay. pulled to that Nintendo name and then you go
1: online through that and buy things. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> um yeah, so what Ryan and I want to do this week because we didn't really have it's not that we didn't have time; we just didn't know what we were going to record about. Um, and since well, we also
0: had a three weeks worth of questions,
1: yeah, three weeks worth of questions, and then three weeks worth of news. So, one thing that I've not seen on any video game site, um, but I saw it through MSN: Lord of the Rings Online um, game is in the works. So, originally by Turbine Studios, I think they originally created a Lord of the Rings Online game for PC. But this is a game that's going to be coming to consoles and PC. So let me just kind of read this article real quick. It's not too long. Gamers will soon be able to explore the world of Lord of the Rings like never before. Middle Earth Enterprises has signed a multi-year licensing agreement with a new game publisher, Athlon Games, to develop a title that will explore the Tolkien universe. The MMO game will be set in the Middle Earth long before the events of Lord of the Rings take place. Fans will be able to explore lands, people, and creatures that have never, before, never been seen before. Quote, It's a singular opportunity to work closely with Middle-Earth Enterprises to create a completely new experience for fans of the landmark fantasy work of J.R.R. Tolkien. I think I added an extra R there. And we are excited about the resurgence of interest in the Lord of the Rings IP, said Athlon Games president Dave Miller. Quote, this along with several other major properties Athlon is working with will help us to further our goal of creating AAA cooperative console and PC experiences. I've never heard of Athlon. I've not. They're a completely new developer, which kind of scares me. Yeah. Miller, a veteran of Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment and NBC Universal, runs Athlon Games as a subsidiary of Hong Kong-based Leo Technologies, which also owns developers Digital Extremes and Splash Damage. The companies plan to marry their expertise with free-to-play game design and Western game development around well-known IPs to create a console and PC games that can sell globally. The Lord of the Rings title is their first project.
0: So free-to-play. So yeah. that means you have to pay to win i'm afraid
1: yeah i mean i'm cautiously optimistic i'm very a little bit weirded out with this because i've not seen it advertised on any other video game sites this is on this is through the hollywood reporter um so i don't i really don't know how to feel about that right now um yeah but the prospect of playing in a lord of the rings online game on console if it's anything
0: like the lord of the or uh, bethesda or elder scrolls online yeah That'd be cool. Yeah, so
1: I'm I'm excited at the prospect of that.
0: Yeah. Um, Cautionally
1: yeah. optimistic. So a couple other bullet points here I want to talk about before we get into like the Nintendo Direct news. Um, Kingdom Hearts VR, virtual reality, is going to be coming uh, later this fall. And I'm not going to play it because it's going to be 10 minutes, and you're basically going to be able to experience in VR some of the key moments in the games. Wait, it's only going to be 10 minutes? Yeah, it's a 10-minute experience. And so why would you pay for that? That's my point. It's like, I think, I think VR is really interesting and great, but I think it's really in the infant stages of what it's going to eventually become. Mm -hmm. And so I want to play it when it's at its best, probably five to six years from now on like PlayStation five. Yeah. So, um, I think this is a cool nod to hopefully what's to come. um, but dude, I wouldn't even have to work out anymore if I played Kingdom Hearts Two VR. I'd be swinging my arms around so much, I'd be sweating, <laughs> yeah. grinding, all that. It'd be crazy flipping around. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think it's cool. I, was, I think I was worth mentioning. Couple of reviews I want to talk about. We kind of talked about Halloween. It has an eighty-four percent of Rotten Tomatoes right now. Critical consensus is out there, and it's positive. Nice. Very happy. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I I'm excited after seeing the first one because you're freaking off the wall about this
1: movie. Oh, dude, I, I'm so jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> so jacked up. Yeah. I love horror movies. Halloween's my favorite, so I'm I'm super pumped. Um, Tomb Raider and Spider-Man reviews came out, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider um, seems to be well-received. I think some review sites kind of complained that it was a poor ending for this trilogy, and especially Lara as a character. I don't think it was... It met people's expectations, but it was still a good game, so um like i said i still need to play rise of the tomb raider you should really play the reboot from 2013 i think it was um so what's the gameplay like uncharted really no yeah okay and then what's really cool too is as you as the name would imply tomb um they're actually not you're not forced to go in them most times they're usually off the beaten path and they'll be like isn't it essentially the main plot is you're raiding tombs as a tomb raider yeah, like again, the name so if you don't implies, go to the tombs,
0: what's the point? That's there? why the,
1: some people weren't like over the moon about the first the reboot because, um, I mean, it's kind of like uncharted. Like you're in these like remote locations. Um, well, in the first one, you crash land on this island, and a whole bunch of crazy stuff goes down. Um, but there's like writing on like rocks and stuff like that that kind of point you to the tomb, and then you go in the tomb. Um, there's like a lot of different puzzle solving and stuff like that to kind of climb up this. Whatever it might be, and then there's this giant, um, like actual tomb or whatever, and it has like a some kind of collectible, you know, okay. that you find. So compared to Uncharted, Uncharted still takes the cake. Oh my gosh, yeah, by far. Yeah, I mean, I think the production value of these games is certainly up there. Okay, I, I, it's hard to go toe to toe with Naughty Dog, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, they really, they are the Steven Spielberg of video games. You know, like I mean. They wrong. they really go over the top when it comes to those types of things. So, um, But I think they're very, very good games. Great action adventure. So okay. um, definitely shouldn't go overlooked. And then Spider-Man Man, outselling God of War right now. Yeah. First three days. Um, broke records. I think it's going to continue to break records. I, I can't wait to play it. I thought single-player games were dying. I heard that too. Yeah. Freaking. That doesn't seem to be the case. No. What is dying is Microsoft yeah, as a video game console platform. Yeah, and EA <laughs> legally is dying. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks, Europe.
1: So that's good. Um, I had to adjust my hat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so I'll probably pick up Spider-Man whenever I finish um, Dragon Quest. Yeah, so I'm probably going to do... Well,
0: from what I heard, there aren't physical copies. Like they sold out of physical copies. I was at Walmart yesterday, and it was there. Apparently, that's a lie. Then, yeah.
1: So, don't believe everything you read on Wikipedia. That was Ryan. also
0: probably within the first couple days that it was released. When that was, yeah, When I was reading, that That makes sense. Um, I don't know if I'm going to buy it at a sixty dollar price tag. Yeah, I'd rather buy it at like forty. Yeah. Thirty. Um. So I bought Dragon Quest at a sixty dollar, um, but I want to play Near Automata now. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about that. So, cause I, I was watching a video about like awesome bosses and one of those was in there and it looked pretty cool. Was Ryan on there? Your old boss? Was he on there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's on the lame boss He list. missed the cut. He yeah. missed the cut. Um, yeah, no. Does he still listen to this? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not after that. So, um, no, he, he was playing, Ryan was playing through Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, I, I haven't made it through the game cause I'm just flying around the city. I feel like it's a common thing. Yeah. It's great. I mean, that's what I did in Spider-Man Two for majority oh, yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I liked all the collectibles cause in like Spider-Man Two, you have like a singular suit and yeah. this one you can customize different spiders. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> How terrifying it would be though if a human sized spider was flying around the city the way Spider-Man did. Man spider. How terrifying would, I that would be. I would never leave my house. I would
1: just jump off a building. <laughs> yeah. Just just kill me. Yeah.
0: yeah. Take me out of my misery. Because it's cool when it's a man who's a spider. Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. But if it's man spider, <laughs> I would I would be freaking out. Like, just the thought of that. Like, yeah. oh. I watched a spider. No, we're done. Attack. We're done. Like a giant. It was a huge. Like I was watching a video. I don't know how I got on it, but it ate a grasshopper. And this thing was maybe its diameter was probably six inches. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get sick. Oh, Um, they're vicious. Yeah. Or the ones that fly out of
1: trees and eat birds, bird spiders. We're done. Okay, so like Nintendo Direct. foot wide nintendo direct there were a lot of great announcements um port city as i would call it um so many games coming to the switch from other consoles which is <laughs> just great news i mean i think the death of the wii u and why it was so unsuccessful is because got murdered well there were no there was no third-party support at launch you know you had mass effect batman assassin's creed all these you know top AAA franchises from ubisoft ea and all these you know great developers but then once sales were so, so poor, uh, people just fell off board, you know? And no, it it's sense. so cool that we're getting games like City Skylines, Civilization VI, Wolfenstein II. All these games are coming to the Switch. I think is really, really terrific. And especially the announcement of City Skylines and Civilization VI. What is City Skylines? It's, as the name would somewhat imply, it's kind of like The Sims, like SimCity. Yeah. Um, But, like, you can create, like, entire like roadways and train stations and stuff like that. I've I've Um, seen gameplay. And so I think those games are so perfect for... That's an intense game. Like a portable console like that. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting how they map all the button presses and stuff like that. Um, Because kind of constructing all that with, you know, your Joy-Cons might be a little weird. Compared to a mouse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I'm now excited for Pokemon though. I've been doing lots of research. So let's yeah. g- we'll get to that in a second. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3, they kicked off the, the Nintendo Direct with that. I thought that was really neat. That's cool. Um, I still need to play Dark Moon on the 3DS, um, but I love the first game. And speaking of the Is first game. Is it a Luigi game? Dark Moon? Yeah. It's a, it's, so it was Luigi's Mansion 2, Dark Moon. Okay. Was on the 3DS. Um, I love the first one on the GameCube. How, does the, how did those games play? You never played Luigi's Mansion? No, I've seen you have a vacuum. Yeah, That's and so it. he goes into this haunted house. Um, it's been 12 years since I've played Luigi's Mansion. you should know as much as you know about Harry Potter, w- about this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alex already writing in. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Your Luigi review sucks, Rusty. Yeah, No, so basically he goes <laughs>
1: into this, uh, this house. I think the premise is to find Mario. Mario's been captured or something like that.
0: Because Mario's lame.
1: Yeah, and there's all these uh, ghosts around and stuff like that. Luigi is so adorable. Like he's like humming songs himself and like really creeped out, of it's course. Coping mechanism. Yeah, and you catch um, ghosts in your like little vacuum thing, and you have like this really geeky guy that's like calling in and giving you upgrades to your vacuum and stuff like that. Mm. And there's bosses and all kinds of stuff like that. It's it's a really really fun unique game. Okay. Uh, and, it, and the first one's actually being remade for the 3DS as well. That's coming out next month. So, um, yeah, a game called town, it's a working title. Okay. It's an RPG turn-based by Game Freak, the developers of Pokemon looks really interesting. Graphically, it looks really nice, but I'm pretty sure they said in the, the trailer that you're in this one singular town for the whole game and I don't really know how that works. I don't know if the town is the size of Skyrim, or like if yeah, how that's going to work. They'd have to have some really interesting gameplay loops. Is that, is that all that's been released about it? It's just you're in a town and it's turn based. Well, there's gameplay. There was a tra- actual trailer, oh, okay. to two minutes long. Um, so it looked interesting, but I think it was worth mentioning. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested in hearing more about that. Yoshi's Crafted World, I am over the moon about because Yoshi is my favorite Nintendo character, without a doubt. Um, Diddy Kong is close behind him. But I think it looks like a perfect mashup of Yoshi's story on the N64 and um, Yoshi's woolly world. And those two mashups, I couldn't ask for more. Music looks or sounds like a callback to um, Yoshi's story. Graphically, it looks absolutely beautiful. And is it so still adorable. the yarn look? It's, it's more like papier-mâché, okay. almost. It's, it's really interesting, but it's, it's still so beautiful, very colorful. That's the game you're showing me um, with all those Yoshi color guys? No, that was Yoshi's Story. Okay, so it's TV similar. One. But it looks similar to that, kind okay. of. Um, just graphically, obviously, obviously a lot better. Um, Kirby's Epic Yarn for the 3DS. So a yarn-based Kirby game. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kirby's Epic Yarn was on the, the Wii. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're remaking it for the 3DS. So I'll happily buy that again.
0: Yeah. I've uh, never played a Kirby game.
1: It is so... Well, you suck up
0: guys and then you get their powers, right?
1: Yeah, but dude, it's amazing. The music is so good.
0: No, I've seen gameplay. Yeah. It looks... I just never played it.
1: I'll let you borrow the Kirby's Dream Collection on the Wii. I do want to play the Kirby's Dream Co- Course Golf game, though. That's Kirby. on there. That'd be fun. Well, that's um. I have the Super Nintendo Classic. I think that's on there. Um, but there's like four games on the kirby collection on the wii that's really worth playing especially crystal shards it's crystal shards is probably my favorite kirby game okay you need to play it um what else i want to talk about isabel's a new smash character from animal crossing yeah I saw that. Um, and then animal crossing of course is coming to switch next year i'm excited about that that'll be amazing i'll probably so all that being said last night ryan and i went to a local joint had a few brews chilled had some bro time before lauren gets home tomorrow It's so
0: nice that Lauren wasn't here. Uh,
1: (laughs) So we came back. I I came back to get coffee alone. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to vinyl, chilling, you know, pondering all the new Switch games that are coming out. Smash on the horizon. You got all these great games that are already on the console. Went on (laughs) GameStop.com. Saw the really adorable Eevee and Pikachu looking at me like Rusty. I need a home, brother. And I'm just like, I'll hook you up. (laughs) Add to cart, purchase, done. So I got, a, I got a Let's Go Eevee Pikachu edition Nintendo Switch coming to my house on November 16th. And it comes with a cartridge. Lauren's Pokemon, birthday. Right? It comes with a downloadable copy of Let's Go Eevee, which I'm fine. I don't need the physical copy. Not a big deal. But it also comes with a little Pokeball thing that I think has some kind of functionality within the game that I can carry my Pokemon around and they get experience or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm super jacked up. Is it like a sphere or is it one of those like
0: circle somewhat smashed down.
1: No, it's like a spherical thing. So that one over there that Lauren has like um, Mudkip in? Yeah. Did I say oh. Sarah?
0: No, you said, I think
1: you said Lauren. I think, okay. I meant to say Lauren. <laughs> but yeah, the little Pokeball over there that, uh, my sister's name's Sarah. There's not another girl in the story. Okay, just. Yeah. Um, my side.
0: <laughs> I was going to say the B word. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're terrible people.
0: Especially um, when I'm joking against my sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get murdered. Um, By both of us. Yeah, exactly. Collectively. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but no, yeah, so it's like a little tiny spherical ball thing. Oh, then yeah, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. Um, so I'm very actually uh, excited for Let's Go, Eevee and Yoshi, Switch. Yeah, I was... Yoshi, Pikachu, whatever they're I think are.
0: originally I thought it was just going to be a kind of like Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. which that's cool. But what... What's so great about Pokemon was being able to battle, being able to go through gyms and all that jazz. And I, I mean, it's cool with Pokemon Go that you can walk around your world, but the environments themselves are not super intriguing. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of impossible to populate an entire world, our, like the actual world, full of environments and grass and stuff. Um, but going through Kanto, doing the catch mechanic of Pokemon Go... And being able to battle, which I didn't know was a thing, mm-hmm. and going through gyms and stuff um, is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think just to be able to walk Kanto again is going to be just so nostalgic. And mm-hmm. it looks beautiful. I think um, you know originally I was very hesitant and not really excited to play the game because um, it, it kind of strayed away from the traditional mechanics of what Pokemon was. But I think it's going to be a really fun, enjoyable, come home from work, sit down experience, just kind of veg out. And I'm very excited for that. And I'm excited that you and I are going to get to play kind of simultaneously. You know, I'm going to get Eevee. You're going to get the Pikachu edition. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Wait, I'm trying to... So
0: there is a guy on YouTube. It's uh, Verlisify. It's V-E-R-L-I-S-I-F-Y. Who does competitive Pokemon trading, and he actually he goes through the notes of someone who Nintendo let play two hours of this game. Okay, and the guy who they let play is um, a guy who does the competitive scene. So he his look, he knew what to look for when it comes to how the battle system works, whether there's IVs, EVs, how the leveling system, and basically this YouTuber goes through and goes through all the notes, and it's it's pretty cool. That's what ended up convincing me to go through it. Okay, is cool. what it
1: was versus my expectations. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really good fun, especially us playing it. Last little piece of news from the Direct that I want to talk about is Final Fantasy, coming to Switch. Yeah. We got 10, 12, um, 7, 9, Crystal Chronicles, Chocobo's Dungeon.
0: Chocobo's Dungeon. Doing That's all what this, they're calling it. Doing
1: all this <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, but you definitely need to play nine. Yeah,
0: nine is the one with, uh, what's his face? Cloud and dude with the long sword and a wing, right? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> that is seven, Ryan. Oh, dude, I played none of them except 12, <laughs> which I hated. Uh, you mean 13. Freaking <laughs> sure. Whichever one had a girl named Lightning. That is and a sister named Clouds. Or whatever. Or Thunder.
1: <laughs> her sister's <laughs> name was Sarah.
0: How do you... Okay, what parenting choice is like, you know what? If there's this natural phenomenon, just plasma shooting out the sky. We should name our daughter Lightning. And they're like, you know what? Our, our next daughter should be named freaking Sarah. Like, they go from, hmm, why not name her Earthquake? Or, like, <laughs> Tsunami. Like where do you like what child naming books are you looking johnny's the next kid they have johnny yeah (laughs) johnny tsunami yeah disney channel yeah back in the day Um, no like seriously how are you watching like a meteorological like book that you're reading through you're like yeah lightning we'll name the kid that write it on the birth certificate and then you get a normal book at like barnes and
1: noble for kid names you done yeah, okay. Okay. Okay, so. it's <laughs> um, just irritating. Final Fantasy VIII, get in the shaft. I don't know why Final Fantasy VIII has not come to Switch.
0: Final Fantasy is bad.
1: Yeah. Well, no, no I, mean. I do want to play 15.
0: 15 looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah. You get to fight a mountain. Nice. Yeah. Well, I've with... always wanted to punch yeah. a mountain. <laughs> Haven't we all? Um, PS1, classic. Sony has come out with. Uh, a classic console in the vein of the Nintendo Entertainment System Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic. So this has 20 of, you know, the PlayStation 1's best games. I think they even were quoted as saying it's legendary classics or something like that. But for reasons I will never understand... Marketing. Yeah. Pre-orders are up, and it's sold out in most places. They only announced five of the 20 games on the console. The rest of them they're keeping a secret, which... It's baffling to me because... Are they keeping it for a secret now or in forever? Well, I mean, once the, once someone gets their hands on a console, they're going to post it on Reddit and Twitter. So, okay. The games so, that are on the system. But
0: when does this come out? December 3rd. Okay. Here's how I see it happening. Over to amp up and not blow your load full of games at the beginning, you do five at the beginning as a tease, and then leading up to the actual release, you slowly release as a hype train.
1: I guess I just think it's and again, I I have faith in Sony. I love the PS1. I look if you look up the best-selling 25 games of the PS1, 80% of them are probably going to be on this console. So you can guess that, you know, Tomb Raider, Spyro, Crash, Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Those games are going to be on the console. But I I just don't understand I get marketing whatever. But just just You're tell an us just you tell, don't need to understand marketing. Just tell us the games. Just tell us the games. It's just it's a
0: poor strategy. I commend your strategy, Sony.
1: Okay, at least one of us does, I guess. Uh, but I think it's exciting. I hope they do the same with the PlayStation 2. Um, I mean, I hope developers keep doing this. I think it's just a fantastic way of bringing these games that people that already love them and probably have the physical copies can play them again in one nice little cohesive package. And those that don't have the means to play them or were too young at the time to be able to re- revisit these classic games. I think it's 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 convenient, it's relatively inexpensive, and they're just they're they're great games. So,
0: so it's on one disc, right?
1: It's hold on. Let me put this down.
0: Uh, if it is on one disc, similar to that what is that?
1: That's my that's the Super Nintendo classic. All the games are in that little thing. There's you don't put any cartridges in. What is this? So that's about a fourth of the size of a Super Nintendo.
0: Yeah. So this has a heck of a lot more power than... So this is like an upgraded...
1: Yeah. So this. When did that come out? Um, like maybe last fall. Okay.
0: So... so it has new technology so you can put all of...
1: Yeah, so there's 20 games that came with it and then I hacked it and added had about like 60 other games. And so there's like these little USB oh, okay. ports here that you put the controllers in. And uh, HDMI output to your TV, and that's it's wow. so adorable.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, and so that it's the basically like a external hard drive mm-hmm. that has twenty games on it. It's much. crazy that you can fit twenty games of yeah. the old onto just. A I mean, a little... Super
1: Nintendo cartridge back in the day was like this size, one game, you know, and it's it's like an N
0: sixty four. Yeah,
1: it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I'm excited for it, and for a hundred bucks. I mean, it's it's more expensive than the NES and Super Nintendo Classic, but it is what it is. I think I think, I'll still think it's an affordable price. Um, yeah. Last thing I want to talk about. Yesterday, the director for the standalone Joker film released a short snippet revealing um, Joaquin Phoenix's character as the Joker, and I think he looks amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be good. He's such a good actor, and Jared Leto did not play the character well. I didn't yeah. like the interpretation. Yeah, and and people like try and defend it and say like he had less than fifteen minutes of screen time. You can't. No, he had like, a
0: lot of screen time prior. They just cut it out.
1: Yeah, um, but even the screen time he had, and just aesthetically, I didn't like him as the Joker. It was too neon. Yeah, it was just way too. I mean, the whole movie was very just like colorful and just too crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, I
0: I didn't. I wasn't a fan. It was I like to think of this could be me putting my own opinions into the character, but like um Heath Ledger's he was very calculated, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't unhinged. Jared Leto's car- interpretation of it or the screenwriters' interpretation of it was very much let's just do whatever and it's super unhinged, like, psychotic. Yeah. Um, And then I'm hoping they go back to... I mean, this will be the third rendition of it, Mm -hmm. um, minus whatever they did prior to uh, Heath Ledger. But if they can do similar... Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't he tell Heath Ledger not to do the role?
1: I actually read... Because I heard that initially... I read up on that, and I think that was a rumor. I don't think that was true. Okay. Heath Ledger... Because I read up on Heath Ledger, and he actually it was an accidental suicide. He was he mixed too many different medications. Yeah, um, it's just just, like Michael. Jackson. It wasn't suicide. It was just an accidental death. Yeah, um, yeah. Same like with Jackson. Yeah, just mixed too many medications. Although the person who provided Jackson with those medications, they malpractice. They oh. wanted him, you know, in jail because they said that he purposely. It whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, that's off yeah, yeah, another topic for another day. Um, but it, it is a shame that before the movie even released, he died.
0: Yeah, no, it was such a great performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I'm hoping, I mean, this actor, I, what was his name? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. He's great. Yeah, I want to go everything I've seen him in, he, he did Johnny Cash. He was in, um, wasn't he in Green Mile? I don't think he was in Green Mile. That was Tom Hanks. I'm pretty sure he was. He could have been. I think he was one of the side characters. Okay.
1: Um. No, I mean, I, I'm going to go into it with completely fresh eyes. I'm not going to go in with the mindset of you need to beat Heath. Like, it needs to be, like, what? a completely separate performance. And yeah. I, I hope I can go in you're that gonna, way. You're always
0: going to be a little bit biased because yeah. Heath set the bar so freaking high. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm really excited to see more about this and really what, how, like, Who's going to be in the movie? Are there going to be other villains? I doubt Batman's going to be in it. Um, I I kind of almost hope he isn't. Uh, But it sounds like this is like right after he's just like punted out of society, you know, because no one likes him. He's super weird or whatever Um, was my interpretation of where the story is going. Well, because it shows him without makeup and then it flashes like colors on his face. And I love I love his hair. It's not, like, dyed or anything. It's just... Slicked back. It's just slicked back. It's long, kind of grungy-looking. Yeah. And it's just there. I I just think he looks great. I'm super excited.
0: Yeah. No, it's going to be good. Um, I'm going to always have to compare it loosely to Heath Ledger. Yeah. Whether purposely or not, but, yeah. I, I have expectations of this being good. Oh, yeah. You have to go in with some expectations. I mean... DC sets their expectations low. <laughs> yeah. Very low. But yeah. I see this as a, hey, I'm DC. I'm actually trying to do something cool. Yeah. And they're the last Batman stuff, besides all that crap with Superman and all that jazz in that universe where most of those actors left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think their standalone movies are good.
1: Yeah. I don't really have any expectations for, like, Aquaman. I'm not even really excited for that. Like, I just don't. Jason Momoa is cool, but, like, I'm not, like, ready to buy tickets opening weekend type of thing. No. No, not at all.
0: I'll wait until reviews come out and then watch it when it's on Netflix. Yeah. If it comes to Netflix. If not, I probably won't see it. Yeah, honestly. Like, uh, Justice League or whatever, I didn't see that one. Um, Wonder Woman, you bought it. Mm -hmm. I saw that through you. Um, And then Superman versus Batman, I don't know where I saw that, but... I haven't yeah. seen any of them. I haven't even seen Man of Steel, so. Man of Steel wasn't bad. Um, it well, wasn't good. Speaking was, of, we should bring up cool. that
1: over the break of recording, um, Henry Cavill, Cavill, whatever his name is. Cavill? He stepped down as Superman. So he's I not know, one. which is unfortunate. But he, he is playing Geralt. They're doing a Witcher series on Netflix, and he's playing that character. They got the white hair.
0: Oh. Yeah. That'll be amazing. That'll be, if they do it right, that'll be... Because he was in... Um, what was that Brad
1: Pitt movie? Mission Impossible, right? Was that... He was a... Sorry, I just... I I, I fainted. My eyes were still open. What did you just say? You said Brad Pitt? Is the Mission Impossible? Tom again? Cruise. Gosh, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> those two,
0: they just flip-flop. They're both those iconic dudes. One's a Scientologist. The other one is... One has crappy views on <laughs> his metachlorians or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, freaking Scientology. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Mission Impossible. Yeah. It looked like he did a good job in that one. Yeah, there was that
1: fight scene. They were like going yeah. at it.
0: Um, yeah, he's a big dude, so yeah. I think yeah, him is the Witcher. The Witcher. I still need to play through that because I own it. I know we both do. Um, and I've heard great things. But even watching the trailers of like what they released pre Witcher three. Uh huh. They're just amazing. Yeah, no,
1: it looks like an outstanding game. Um, but, yeah, I think that's an episode. Yeah. So, yeah, thank all. Thank you all for listening, writing into the show. Uh, email is podcast at gmail.com. You can write in with questions, feedback, anything that makes the show better is always much appreciated.
0: Um, yeah, we'll get back to our normal schedule. It's just these last couple weeks have been...
1: Yeah. We'll blame it on Lauren. Yeah, Lauren's her fault.
0: Come on. Get back to the United States. <laughs> yeah, come on.
1: She uh, is landing in three hours, I think. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah, will so, be leaving somewhat soon. Um, yeah, so thank you all for listening. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at R.E. Lewis2011. And uh, anything you want to say at the end of the show here, Ryan?
0: Yeah, thanks for listening.
1: All right. Cool. Well, we will see you all next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs>